Rochi, we're going to need you to really dial up uh, the funnies here because we're missing Jeff. So this is going to be like 200% less entertaining. <laughs> 200%? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's a lot. Brian's great on 100. Yeah, and I'll give you guys uh, I'll give you guys a little bit of talk show persona, which I haven't used since 2014. So. God, please don't be caller energy to like Felder and Maz or some shit. No, no, I used to. No, I mean, like I used to host like a lacrosse talk show. <laughs> oh, OK. Ho- hosting energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. got it. No, that's better. The passwords at the front door have been said. We are descending into the stair down the staircase into the speakeasy of the cheap beer fantasy football it has been a long hiatus uh how many weeks one two three four five week hiatus uh the the fuzz were on our tail aggressively over the last month which is why the airwaves have been silent from our our lovely dulcet tunes unfortunately one of our members has been pinched by the the coppers and will know will not be appearing tonight. Um, he's unfortunately, dead. he's dead. <laughs> he's just dead. Um, he's no longer here. <laughs> he might be, considering how sick he sounded. Um, Jeff Sweatrag Kimball cannot make the recording tonight. So instead, in his lieu, uh, we have with us Brian Coitus Roach. Um, I don't know if you prefer a different nickname. Um, hey, it's, it's whatever. I mean, it's a little bit of irony attached to it. Um, anyways, uh, now great to be here. You know, love being super sub, um, especially without Jeff. Um, it's how Paul Bissonette ended up taking over um, Spitting Checklets uh, in about two years. Um, we'll have a beer out and I will be in charge. So Ooh. great to be here. <laughs> I like that. Uh-oh, Dustin looks concerned already. We haven't even got to the segment. <laughs> I just wanted to ask, was that a self-disroach when you said that Coitus was an ironic name? Yeah, I mean, we're, it's, it's, the spigot isn't exactly flowing at the moment, but it is, broadca- it is broadcast season, and I am occupied more so um, with notes as opposed to uh, conversation at social um, gatherings or bars or uh, the swipe apps. I have yet to hear um, the spigot being full or closed as a term of um, celibacy before, so I appreciate that. Oh, it's it's not really self-induced, but maybe it is. I don't know. I think that leads to a deeper conversation. Maybe I should throw myself out there more when I'm working. I don't know. We'll save that for the end. Brian, I'm just saying that our, our most listened to episode was about a new ED solution. So maybe there's an untapped market potential for us to dive into more of these conversations. Exactly. You know, dial up Dr. Ruth. I would like to clarify to the audience, especially our new listeners in the places that we're going to hear about later, um, <laughs> that uh, ED is not an issue for me. So um, nice. just wanted to point that out um, in case there was any confusion. Just maybe keep that spigot. <laughs> Keep that spigot tightly uh, closed for this episode, if you don't mind, while we're recording. Or don't. I mean, Josh Jacobs has been incredible. I know. Yeah, there might be there might be some uh, uh, cordial excitement um, when we get there, but I don't want to jump the outline. That's right. Um, before we get to the outline, uh, I do want to introduce our third co-host, uh, the man behind the ones and twos, uh, who has uh, asked for this to be a succinct episode, but considering we've uh, we're nine minutes in and have yet to start. Talking about my sex life in ED. <laughs> Dustin, how are you feeling? Hello. The moist towelette. I'm always, oh, I already forgot it. I'm always a little moist, but never wet. 
No, no, no. I'm glad we inserted it last episode because it reminded me too. what it actually is, uh, which is it, well, he's talking specifically about his uh, lower back uh, his or his ass. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. It's a little wet always. All the time. No, I think it's always. I think it's it's a little wet always. <laughs> oh, no. I remember what it is. It's a little wet a lot. Oh, I like that. <laughs> All right. Dustin, a little wet a lot. Sylvia. How are we feeling? Um, we just spent a minute trying to figure out your nickname, so really cutting down. Dr. Nocturnal Emission. <laughs> well, I'm currently wallowing. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, Brandon. Wallowing? You won. After after reading your 2,500-page essay. Uh, page? It really just. Word. <laughs> word, sorry. 2,500-word <laughs> essay. It just really uh, kind of drilled in how I've pretty much every trade I made made my team worse. So thank you for, for that trigger. <laughs> You're welcome. Glad I could help. I wish folks could have seen Dustin's face after he, uh, while he was laughing after he said trigger because it truly was a concerned laugh. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. I think that leads nicely into a reformatted edition of our episode where we will start with the cheap beer boy concerns. Let's hit it. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League boys are a little concerned. To fantasy football and to the weekly podcast, grab yourself a brew from the discount rack. Nothing's wrong with it. The discount rack. Nothing's wrong with it. The discount rack. You know how you roll, Brandon. From the discount rack, all the guys from the Cheap Beer League. I mean, as cheap as they are. Cheap Beer Boys, Cheap Cheap Beer Boys, Cheap Beer Boys. Hope you like the show. Brian. Since you are um, going to slowly take over for Jeff in, the f in a few years, might even become full-fledged host, why don't you lead us off with your concern? Well, I just wanted to come on here, first of all, and just say a great audience, hello, um, rest of the league, hello. What have, what have you folks let me do? The, the division, the league, all y'all's performance, like this is very concerning uh, because I am the most confident six and five you are going to find. Seven and five. Seven and five. Oh my God. See, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to being seven and five. You know, it's just, it's, I'm a little concerned that you folks may not have like truly understood my draft strategy in my UMass Lowell Division One men's ice hockey depth stacking strategy. We don't need a million superstars and ad drops. We just need us one good fucking handcuff or excuse me, not handcuff or link, whatever the fuck it's called. We just need one of those. And then we need a bunch of second liners, a bunch of B players. And that's what we've got. And I am excited, but I'm concerned that y'all have let this happen, uh, especially when I did the trade deadline too. It's just great stuff. Uh, my real concern, I'll keep this quick. Um, I think there is a serious correlation between the three-game preseason and all the big-time injuries we're seeing that has really made all of this possible. So that's my biggest concern. I think it's going to be a minefield the, the rest of the season. 
You know you don't have to talk at 1.5 speed. Like, it's okay. <laughs> we can make Dustin sit through 90 minutes of us talking. I am a – it is hockey play-by-play season. This is my Fair. normal with a headset on. So, okay. shout Got out it. polar yeah. bears. Have you met Rochi? This is his energy at all times. <laughs> yeah, but it, usually his his energy is um, loud, not necessarily speedy. Nobody believes I have a depression diagnosis with this energy. Like, it's, it's, it's almost a hindrance at times. So – Wait, the depression or the energy? A little both. both. <laughs> uh, I will just say, pulling up our, C, our, our stats from 2014, two of the last three years, Rochi, you have finished with eight wins. So if you win out your final two games, it will be the most wins you have ever achieved in fantasy football in this league. So to your point, what the heck is going on? Final year of these divisions. You're really putting it to them, making me rethink what I want. Uh, the d- different divisions to be next year. Your other point, though, I think is a larger one and a good one. The three-game preseason, I do also agree. Um, I, I really, it goes back to, I think, one of the points Dustin makes every other podcast about receivers being more important. Um, and I, I wonder, too, just with the amount of injuries they end up affecting running backs more often than other positions. So at what point do you decide, okay, I'm just going to take the wide receiver that will get me 20, and yes, I'll have to struggle through running backs, but I might hit on Josh Jacobs, or I just wait until inevitably four or five get hurt um, and make my move. So I think it's a good point. I, I think you're right, Brian. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm I'm scared shitless, honestly. Um, good, like, good nervous energy, but I'm scared shitless that, you know, Jacobs puts up 52 points, and then, you know, next thing I know, I'm looking for their Foster Moreau running back on the waiver wire. So I'm confident, I'm scared, but I'm usually more I'm usually more productive when scared or anxious. So um, watch out, league. <laughs> Are you concerned about uh, big hat Brian Robinson taking over Gibson's role? I'm a little concerned about that. I'm more concerned with just the uh, – unforgiving speed in which this big hat trend has taken over uh this this guy this manufacturer i'm sorry i'm forgetting his name i mean to give this guy credit what is it noggin noggin bus look it up it's noggin busters or something right yeah but like this is the fastest like influencer marketing play i've ever seen like inside the nfl crews recording recorded this morning and they all had them like julian edelman had them already like Scott Van Pelt had one last night. Like this thing is coming like Katrina to the uh, ninth ward. Like oh. this is going oh. to be a rapid and impactful. Trend. Are they going to murder people? Have you seen the size? Like I'm worried. I'm worried about those five feet and under. So a little extra concern there. Bonus concern. It's a, it's called noggin boss. Noggin boss. Yeah. Christ. So are we saying the next punishment is someone has to buy a noggin boss that they have to wear at the draft? A hundred thousand percent. It's got to say Carolyn on it, though. The guy does custom orders. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. Um, But I think that segues nicely into uh, dust and your concern. It sure does, Brandon. I kind of wish Jeff was here because as our punishment czar, I'm sure he'd have a lot to say. Uh, however, yeah, but he's very ineffective, like most czars are. Um, so maybe that was my fault for giving him that monkeyer. That's true. Maybe you should take back the power, Brandon, as commish. Just yeah, the people. Mm-hmm. So it, we're getting close to playoffs. We have to have this discussion. 
Jose's team is a wagon. Um, I don't see any signs of it slowing down at all. We have to have this discussion. What do we do when Jose inevitably wins the Jamie Lynn after not completing his Carolyn punishment? What are you going to do about it, Brandon? We, we, have to, we have to manage this. We have to take control before it gets out of hand. Brian. I actually, if, if you don't mind, I'll do this very quickly. Um, I would like to just give some advice from, as, as a former, hopefully now reformed punishment skipper. I'm going to blame that on the undiagnosed anxiety and depression already mentioned once. But you're going to say erectile dysfunction. But... So that means we have one more mention left for rule of threes. Uh, no, we have two left for ED. Two left for ED. Um, <laughs> so Jose, I think his biggest – I think the reason he actually does need to be reprimanded is he is not digging his heels in in the manner that I did. Jose has shown no conviction to his belief, and I think that needs to be punished more than anything. I know because I think the last time we had you on here, you you were very adamant that you are against punishments in general. So it's interesting to hear that you feel like uh, – Jose should, in fact, follow through if he is going to get any of his winnings for winning, potentially winning Jamie Lynn's heart. Well, I mean, he's, he's not showing that he wants it um, or that he wants the wants this stance. Um, and so, yes, I, fundamentally, I don't like the idea of some punishments. I did buy the AB shirt. Remember that. However, I would like to make it clear I am not going to make some kind of extremist partisan political move if i do win the championship this year to ban all uh punishments which could be something jose's thinking who knows mm, i don't think he has that power yeah i didn't have that power so yeah sorry that's just with me hey nobody thought putin would have all this power here we are <laughs> i am the putin though i give czars czars aren't leaders they're just czars I think we can withhold his winnings until he submits. I think that's yes. the easy way, easy thing to do. I also feel like the fantasy gods, um, as they look down on us, realize what he's done and will not re reward him. So I don't think he's going to win. And just finally, maybe he needs to have a come to Jesus moment like I did that, you know, it's it's not all about my beliefs. This is a group. This is a cooperative. And, you know, I, I learned, I grew, and I bought my Antonio Brown shirt. What I do with it is no one's business, but I bought it. <laughs> Oh, it's all of our businesses. You told us. You use it as a comrade. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was off the air. <laughs> oh, no, no. That was like a post-credits uh, <laughs> tidbit at the end of an episode. Oh, great. <laughs> maybe that helps with ED, and maybe it will help with uh, the six-month fling. That's why no one's answering the demo tapes. Jesus, I'm a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> can't, him, can't have him on ESPN Plus talking about comrades. Shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Pat McAfee is on college game day. I'm sure he's talking about cum rags. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. It's uh, his, his tank top looks like a cum rag. Anyways, let's move off McAfee. I could go on that. That's true. Well, Brandon, so then what are we... We have to decide on a punishment this year before, you know, the playoffs start. Because once people are in the toilet bowl, it gets kind of biased, so... What are, you, what are we thinking? I think that, I think buying a noggin boss that's custom made with some Carolyn or Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn might be funnier because people know who she is. Like, ah, if there's like a picture picture of her face or something. I don't know. I like that. Instead of free Britney, can we put hashtag back Jamie Lynn? <laughs> <laughs> I stand with Jamie Lynn. Stand, yeah, Jamie Lynn stand. And then on the back, like text some bullshit number. Text conservative shit. 
7887 to show your support for the Spears family. And you have to wear it to some like church event or something. And film I'm it. Sold. Dr. Drew will show up at a recording <laughs> session with it on. It will be, it'll be the perfect harmony of Hollywood scumbag. It'll be great. Uh, and our, and our, and our last place finisher. <laughs> Just need Chris Jenner in there. And if we really want to dial it up and make it more fun, the winner could be the one that like actually submits the design on the website or something. They have control, like full it. creative control, as long as it's like Jamie Lynn related or whatever. I'm I'm so voting for a Tim Victory now. I want a Tim Victory, <laughs> more, that or a Michael Bolton, because if it's Michael Bolton, it would be like NYU shock value arts, <laughs> like NYU student, I should say. Like, Oh, this is great. I feel like we should do this every day. The it. winner gets to decide a noggin boss hat for the loser, and they have to wear it. Right. <laughs> and at the draft. An etching of him naked, like holding the, the picture yes. of him naked holding the trophy or spooning it, tops or uh, big spooning it. All right. I, I like this. All right. That was easy. Still text conservatorship on the back, though. That's my final suggestion. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Jeff? I would like you to chime in here with a comment. Uh, leave your thoughts on this this punishment, please, and thank you. Yeah, we do need a we need we need official approval from the czar until his license has been revoked for being ineffective and getting people to follow through. If you're going to work for this government, you need to be able to get the proletariat to follow through on what's being asked of them. I think that's pretty simple and obvious through millennia of czarships. Anyways, on to my concern. Um, I'm concerned to hear what Kevin, Tim, Jose, Brian, and Nick's trade updates are. I put out a poll recently. We had 11 votes. I didn't check the one person who didn't vote. Um, I'm going to assume it was Mike. Five people voted to keep draft pick trading, but with updates. We have one person on the line who can talk about his updates, but I'm concerned about the others. Yeah, I'll just I'll, again, you folks, I think know my position. Those of you who have heard me on here before, those of you who have draft drunk with me before, I think look at the level of chaos that we've added with the the draft pick trades. Now, just think about how much more exciting that could be if you can, if as I've proposed before, you have the option to trade your ability to keep a keeper. So, if you want, you know, go out and get fucking Jonathan Taylor. And you want to trade your right to have a keeper the following year, that would mean I would get Jonathan Taylor and that person would have two keepers. So I think, what? you know, yeah. So I don't get it. So you trade having your right to have the keeper spot is a tradable element. So, so I could keep two, I could trade for your keeper and then keep two people from my team at two different draft picks. Yes. That is my well, first proposal. Of all, Jonathan Taylor is a first-round pick, so he's not even valid. Yeah, he right? picked a bad example. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be a second-round pick next year if Saturday is the coach. You watch. Um, <laughs> sure. what? So you're, talking sure. about, you're talking about 2024. I can't even, like, bullshit that argument. I just, like, need it. I, I just pulled a player's name out of my ass. So, okay. I figured. Fucking um, Travis Etain, all right? What was that pronunciation? Um <laughs> I I can't. It's it's whenever I see parentheses, I yeah. It's it's parentheses. Not parentheses. Fucking like a a com a last name. Isn't he an e apostrophe? Sorry, teen. Oh Jesus. Unhinged. So it's so it's just etine. It's just etine. 
Etienne. Etienne. Oh my god, that's not fun at all. All right. Yeah, so basically, you trade Travis Etienne for the ability, or for your right to have a keeper. Then you would get Etienne, and someone would have two keepers. I don't get it still. I don't hate it, but I don't know how I would do that in the app. I think, like, the trade could happen off-channel, but maybe, like, there would be... A, I don't know. Actually, the app might not allow it. You know, pie-in-the-sky thing, but I'm happy with the current structure. That's just what I'd want if I had my druthers. I don't think I can do that. Okay. I, 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 I think the app actually would stop me from doing it kind of like it stopped me from doing whatever you two your trade was where we were trying to figure out how to do it and it was just easier to to not do it and do it manually after yeah but i assume kevin's is something ridiculous like you can't trade your first your second round pick for the first three weeks and your third pick after the first five (laughs) weeks or something yeah it's like some kind of tier system yeah we're not doing that that's too much work but i don't know what tim jose and nick's I'm interested to hear Nick because I don't think I've heard his thoughts on draft pick trading, period. So I think we'll get I think we'll get something, you know, that's mullable from Nick and Jose, but with Tim we'll either get something laughable or something so revolutionary that we're going to have to do it. There will be no middle ground with Tim. I should have asked him. I was just with him a couple hours ago. Well, he'll leave a comment. <laughs> he will. No, he's at the he's at the Bruins game. Jesus Christ, living the life of Riley. Who's Riley? It's an Irish thing. It's an Irish term. All right. Well, anyways, that, that wraps up our concerns. Um, very uh, cheap beer specific. Not a lot of uh, general football talk, so we'll get into that later. Um, but Will we? it's time to move into the state of the pod. <laughs> True. <laughs> Will we? Probably not. Um, we still need to hear about uh, a lot of different philosophies from Brian, so... Got to save time for that. State of the pod, though. Extra, extra, read all about it. Me and our playboy in trouble again. Extra, 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 read all about it. Uh, 699 downloads, so by the time you're listening to this, we got two this week. So I don't know if it was either of you, but uh, when I made this outline on Sunday, we had 697. We're at 699. That's 24 more than last time. Two comments from our favorite commenter. Uh, number one, Dustin, you got what you deserved from the fantasy gods for your blasphemous comments against kickers. Uh, Tim also told me at the, the bar today that he wants you to admit how dumb you were for uh, calling out kickers. He really wanted you to, to commit to it. No, Any I thoughts? commit to my stance that kickers are stupid and pointless and random and have no place in a logical fantasy football league such as Cheap Bear. Brian. I just wanted to know, was Tim like, are are we talking like borderline drunk Tim where he's kind of got that like chip on his shoulder? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's out for blood. He'd probably try to wrestle you, Dustin. I could take him. I also showed him how to uh, make poles in the sleeper um, app. So we're going to get a lot of Tim poles, I think. Uh, first one should be whether or not Tim and Dustin should wrestle. I was just uh, going to text him to te- – oh, damn, all right. Yeah, so well, – I mean, you can do it. Yeah, it's going to – you like get it up before this four would Four days edited. until it's going to air, so yeah, yeah. Go for it. I'll text him. You got plenty of time. He, he also commented afterwards that he had no problem with the energy levels Jeffrey brought last time, um, and he would go bike riding with him in Vermont any day. So I hope by the time Jeff hears that, it's a nice little warmth uh, to his sick – body i promise we did not kick him off 
uh, the podcast after his terrible energy levels. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, it sure looks that way. This year we had less states listening to us, but um, Florida, Mississippi, Pennsylvania, and Washington have all joined the mix. I think Mississippi was early this year because we talked about Jamie Lynn. Um, Washington, I do, I do believe, was uh, Brian, uh, Brian K. So if you're listening to this, Brian, appreciate it. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the, Brian, the other Brian's face is. Um, oh, he's choking. <laughs> he's dying. <laughs> he muted himself so he could choke. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Florida and Pennsylvania. I don't know who you are, but um, love the swamp trash in Florida and Pennsylvania. I'm sure it was a good old uh, coal worker. I don't know. Western Pennsylvania, maybe. Almost definitely. Uh, or it's Philly. Probably Philly. Shout out laborers. Shout out laborers. Hope you get what you got want. Um, I can't believe Biden's doing that to you. Anyways. Moving on to the final edition of the walk around the trade block. As you know, I do enjoy uh, the trade block, and I think this year's theme of uh, different speakeasies on a alleyway in Chicago really spoke to people, which led us to a record amount of trades this year. Um, if you haven't read my 2,500-word manifesto on what has transpired this year, uh, please go do that. The website is cheapbeerleague.wordpress.com. Um, it is available for all of you listening. Uh, you do not have to partake in uh, cheap beer fantasy football. You can just enjoy good trade talks and see why someone might have traded Jake Elliott for Kirk Cousins. Still don't know why, but that that was that breakdown was on there. Um, instead of going through all the trades that have happened in the weeks that have occurred since we last recorded, I thought this would be a better opportunity for all of us to talk about. Uh, takeaways or a specific trade that you wanted to particularly highlight, um, either about yourself or about others. Dustin, did you have something you wanted to bring to the table, or would you like me to start since I wrote mine down? No, I'll kick us off by I'd like to give a little bit of context to my latest trade that I know you mm. <clears throat> found a bit shocking. Um, mm -hmm. In your article, you I think the quote was, is he... Uh, Packing it in. Packing it in. I was going to say packing his bags, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, am I packing it in? No. I would like to call it hedging my bets. And I believe mm -hmm. Michael Bolton uh, is doing the same strategy. I think we're both kind of on the playoff bubble. And mm -hmm. Tim and I were having a couple drinks on the night before the night that we did it. So it was actually 24 hours almost of me contemplating what to do. And as we were talking, I kind of looked at my schedule and I realized I have the toughest schedule remaining for the, the three weeks leading up to the playoffs because pl I was playing Kevin, uh, Jose, and then Rochi, who are the three, one, one through three seeds in our division. And I was thinking, you know, I'm probably going to lose at least two of those. And, you know, best case, I'll sneak into the playoffs and then get decimated by either Tim or Jose later on in the playoffs. So I really don't see a world that my team wins it all this year. It's just the way it went. And so I figured Hopkins has a bye week uh, next week. This week. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm, which I think was pretty important to have him <laughs> uh, all three weeks. And so because he wasn't there and the fact that Marquise Brown came back um, and I think is going to continue to steal siphon targets away from D-Hop, I kind of just figured that he's a sell high. And if I could get a fourth rounder and Singletary uh, to kind of shore up uh, my Jonathan Taylor bye week, which is the week after that, um, then, you know, I might be able to sneak in the playoffs still, avoid the Carolyn, and, you know, come out with next year uh, trading a seventh-round pick for a fourth-round pick, which is a pretty big upgrade. The big thing that this hinged on was I was talking to Nick for most of the morning uh, of that trade, trying to get DK Metcalf from him, and I was going to trade him Barkley, and he would give me Metcalf and maybe a pick, and we kind of went back and forth with a few other things. Eventually, he just ghosted me, and so that kind of fell through. (laughs) And so I'd love to hear from Nick on what happened there. I don't know if you went to work and just got bored of it and then just (laughs) decided to stop responding, but at the end of the night, I just decided to, to deal with Tim and Tim alone. And that's where we are. Just quick reactions, just to, just to two points. Um, I think Hollywood Brown is in the territory of being one of the most over, overrated receivers uh, in wow. fantasy football. I think he needs to come out and fucking kick doors down now that he's healthy. Um, as someone who's owned Hollywood Brown before in different fantasy endeavors, um, he is way too hit or miss for my liking, even with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. And that's, you know, he's taller than his current quarterback. But I love Devin Singletary because Buffalo is has a banged up Josh Allen. They are not going to run Josh Allen as much. Yes, I think they're they're getting uh, young Moss ready to go or um, young cook. Sorry, young cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, ready to go. Forget is that his, his name. rap name? <laughs> no, that's Young me. Cook. That's me forgetting his first name. Um, <laughs> Young Cook. Yes. Serving up rhymes since '95. Um, but yeah, no, I really love seeing that Singletary pickup. So, thank you. I mean, I think it was for the fourth. I don't. I think I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I have to admit, after my trade went through and then I saw Tim do both of these, I was like, well, shit, why did I give up a seventh round pick for this to be stuck with this? Um, especially considering it looks like Pacheco is going to take over the backfield. But I, I also wanted Pollard because I do think he's a free agent next year. And if he goes somewhere, he'll be the lead back and he's an eighth round keeper. So I traded up to not only hopefully help my team win, and I almost did, um, but unlike you, Dustin, I have the two easiest weeks. I have Mike, Dan, and Jeff. Um, So I just need to win out and have to hope that Mike or Mike loses once or Nick loses twice, and I'm in. And I thought it was worth the gamble, but now after what Tim did, I don't know if I'll have a chance. Yeah, sorry. I feel like I kind of served up Tim the uh, division title plus – a deep playoff run, so apologies, man. Actually, him getting Hopkins uh, is the reason he beat Nick, so you're welcome, Tim. Yeah, that's true. It really was. Okay, so you weren't packing it in, but hedging your bets is pretty close to packing it in. Yeah, say. but I feel like you should be proud of me because Tim offered me a third round for Hopkins straight up, and I said no mm-hmm. because I was like, again, I'm not tanking. I want something in return to like replace Hopkins. And so he first he threw in... Uh, David and Joku or something, and I was like, no, I don't want David and Joku. And then I took a piss in the bathroom. We were at a brewery. I was peeing, and I was looking at my phone, and the light switch turned on. I was like, Devin Singletary, he can sub in for Taylor in the bye week. 
came out of the bathroom, Tim sh- sent me the offer right then and there. So wow. you should be proud of me. I'm not tanking. I love it. Yeah, of course. I'm I'm just proud of the league in general. I think that was the takeaway that I that I had from the article is 22 trades is nothing to sneeze at. I know we only got 11 of the 22 people. Um, I love that we hit every type of player that could be traded. Um, thanks to Kevin wanting for some reason the Vikings defense so badly. <laughs> um, I didn't really hey, get it, but it sure. almost worked. It almost beat me. <laughs> it did. Yeah, the touchdown really saved them. But um. I also just felt like, and I know you were saying that it, earlier that you felt like your team got worse after each trade, but I didn't feel like there was that much separating most of these trades. The only trade that really like was a, a, a shockingly valuable trade was the Jamal Williams one. Oh my God. That is like, that could have changed everything. My team could be a fucking powerhouse if I didn't make that trade and also didn't yep. trade away Connor and Lamb. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> depressing yeah um brian was there a specific thing that you wanted to focus in on uh, around the the epic amount of trades that this league has uh yeah i want to hear about this fifth and sixth round and a future fifth whatever that nonsense is let's hear about that well just first a couple points before that um because i was going to go in a different direction Uh, no just quickly um this will be the theme my first two points i think kevin has put himself in the best position out of anyone after the trade deadline um, just with the um, ferocity of moves. I also say that as well, because if I can give you guys some like Schefter or some Shams type shit, I missed an opportunity to acquire Devontae Adams. Um, and here is what happened. Now, let me just quickly pull up the, uh, the messages now. Um, Kissing and telling. Wow. The, the, like the, right before um, uh, uh, Jamar Chase got hurt. In uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Jesus Christ, uh, Cincy. Um, I offered to Sean uh, Tyler Boyd and a 2023 fourth for Devontae Adams and then quickly canceled it as soon as I heard the injury news. And, you know, I'd say, you know, Boyd worked out to, you know, it's a B minus success rate in comparison, I'd say. However, what happened was before the trade was made, when the trade was made 12 days ago, 13 days ago, I missed a message from Sean that said any interest in Adam still, to which seven days ago I replied, holy shit, just seeing this honestly could use a little wide receiver confidence. You have anything in mind, which is how we got talking for Godwin. Um, Mm. So because I decided to act like an 80-year-old with my notifications, (laughs) um, Kevin has Devontae Adams. And I have Chris Godwin, who gave me 29 this week. That's good, but fuck. Um, So that's the one that sticks out for me. Um, I think you might have made off like a bandit. I think Godwin is honestly going to be much more consistent than Adams. I think Adams could put up a 40-burger, but he could also put up a fiver. So I think you're okay. And you gave up less. And Tom Brady can't throw downfield. Also true. Also true. Slot boys. And Mike Slut Evans boys. looks washed up as fuck. I'm sorry, Brandon. I know you love Evans, but he looks like shit. I don't think it's his fault. I think he's over Brady's antics, and Brady can't throw it anywhere, so what's he going to do? All right, so I, I like that explanation. So to, to, to summarize for us, Brian, you, you've lost your sixth-round pick for next year, 
and you've moved from a fifth rounder to an eighth rounder in 2024. Is that right? Yes, but uh, this year is 2022. Next year is 2023. So 2024 is not a guarantee. Um, so true. So I <laughs> I do not value a 2024 trade asset as others. Some see it as more of a Bitcoin. I see it as a Dogecoin. And there is no Elon <laughs> Musk coming to help either. <laughs> sure. Why hasn't he been pinched on insider trading, by the way, for, like, what he did on SNL and all that shit? Like, what the fuck? Because he's rich. Rich people don't get pinched on insider trading. Yeah, I know. That's it's just called being a stockbroker or whatever. Fuck. So, Rochi, is the assumption then that tw- the Earth will just implode before 2024? <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, I'm just – I just literally am not concerned. I can't buy myself any real estate in my head to think about an eighth round – a fucking eighth round pick in 2024 when 2024 yeah. is not one but two seasons away. So true. I mean in the rate that these picks are going, I feel like it's going to be pretty easy for you to get either get back a pick, figure – 2024, you're going to be totally different. So – I agree. Dave Dombrowski just won the World Series in 2022 when everyone's taking a fucking wine bath in analytics. Uh, so I like his approach. Empty out the young kids. There ain't no guarantee there. Send them away. Send them away. Bring me veterans. Bring me bring me leaders. <laughs> I appreciate it, Brian. I appreciate your willingness to just go for it. I think we need more of that in this league. There's too much timid bullshit. Um, Not so. enough gumption. Exactly. Um Speaking of a man with gumption, uh, I, my point was about, um, Kevin, I had a, a paragraph in my manifesto that I cut about what Kevin gave up and what he got this year because I thought oh, it was really fascinating. Kevin gave up, and this is uh, – I, I will preface this with the fact that he trades a bunch of players a couple times. So in the end, I just um, summarized it where he gave up Jake Elliott, Rashad Penny, Chuba Hubbard, Joshua Palmer, Debo Samuel, Cortland Sutton, Jimmy Garoppolo, the Panthers D, and a third rounder. So the best player I think he gave up was Samuel, right? There's yeah. no one, like Palmer could have been a wide receiver too with Allen out, but it ended up only being like a week. It didn't really matter that much. And Cortland Sutton is a flex at best at this point. So not a lot given up there in the third rounder. He got Elijah Mitchell, Michael Pittman, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, the Vikings D, and a 10th rounder. So Pittman is a wide receiver too, easily. Um, And when I wrote this, so before this past week, Adams was wide receiver three and Lamb was wide receiver seven. I'm sure Lamb has gone up. Adams has probably gone down a little bit. But those are both top-end wide receiver ones that he got. So I, I felt like without question, he really improved his team for this year. Yeah, next year is going to be a little tough without a third rounder, and is a tenth rounder really going to do anything? But I was, it was just really impressive to me to see the fact that he got Pittman, Lamb, and Adams this year. That's an insane wide receiver. Uh, yeah, more again, I'll give him all the kudos in the world, but Devontae Adams should be mine. Like I know I fucked up, but like the the way the timeline played out, he should have been mine. What really pisses me off is that Kevin was trying to get CeeDee Lamb from me at the beginning of the year, and we're trying to work on, like, a Mark Andrews deal with that. I end up trading him to Dan, and less than one week later, he goes around and trades him right to my arch nemesis, Kevin, anyway. He's like, Dan, what are you doing? Always run this by me first. My God. Which made this win so much sweeter uh, against Kevin this week. And Rochi, 
for the love of God, please beat him this week so that I can knock his little ass out of the playoffs and he's going to be stuck without a third rounder next year and no playoff hopes. Hey, someone who gave up his uh, second rounder, um, it's not all bad. Trust me. Um, That's true. Sometimes you accidentally pick two Raiders. <laughs> sometimes you <laughs> trade one of them and the one you keep hits. <laughs> Um, but anyways, I did just want to shout out because I, I do think that without a doubt, he is the, the trade guru and it shows. Um, so if it's almost like if he, if he reaches out to you for a trade, you need to consider whether you actually want to do it. Um, yeah. He's so good at it. He didn't, he didn't get that big house with a, without having a big brain. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. And a nice ass. I think Apple's minimum salary <laughs> is 90,000 anyway. So <laughs> America's Dairyland's gonna get you a lot. No, that, I, actually, I think that's a that's a brilliant move. Like, I I should just fucking go cash out and live not in an expensive part of the world. How are you cashing out? With what? <laughs> because the cost of living oh, on the coast Christ. is way higher. Well, I'm just saying you don't work for for Apple, though. Is my point. I know exactly. Like, I can go run. Actually, I work in communications, so maybe not. Um. <laughs> Either way. Hey, uh Twitter needs a comms department. Yeah, so no, fuck it. could be the whole department. Nah, nah, nah. This is just it's Are you the, ready to the, get extreme Rochi? Extremely hardcore? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, I am. I feel like you would fit. Yeah. Oh, I probably could. It's just I get bored too easily. Um no, but seriously, all my kudos to, to fucking Kevin. Um, I'm gonna skip the the hooch update, and uh, because we're running long on time, we haven't even got to the power rankings, and it's been 48 minutes. Um, so. Well, I'm drinking uh, something. I, I got a drink just in case we were doing oh. a hooch update. Let's do it. Yeah, hit me, because I've been drinking already today. So. Sorry, old sport. I thought you knew. Please, just... Uh, I don't know what to say. Please forgive me. It's quite all right. I've had so much to drink. Yes. Mr. Gasby, sir, Chicago. Oh. I mean, just... Uh, I, I did drink multiple high lifes for uh, the U.S. win. Um, so men's national team playing the Dutch on Saturday. I called out, didn't call out of work. I just closed my laptop and left and went to a bar and watched the game. And it was great. Wow, that's a pretty badass. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking a Hudson North Cider Company uh, based in New York, Toasted Pumpkin Dry Hazy Cider. Um, Ooh, it's fine. It tastes uh, exactly like any other cider, and I don't taste a hint of pumpkin. So, you know. I was about to say, that's disappointing. Brian, hit us. I'm drinking drinking a fine uh, Molson Canadian export. Um, Nice. Had the pleasure of broadcasting the two two, uh, direct heirs or relatives to the Molson Fortune who play for Colby. Um, So that that was cool. Um, So I'm drinking Molson. Nice. Of course you are. Shout out Molson. Good old Canadian. Um, cool. Dustin, do you want to present us the cheesecake bets? Over 250 dishes made fresh from scratch every day. The Cheesecake Factory. Boy, do I, I can't wait. ever. Yes, this is an exciting update. Uh, as Juju Smith-Schuster and Babe Davis have both played 10 weeks of football, and are an extremely tight race for the cheesecake. Juju stands at 124.3 fantasy points. Babe Davis, 132 points on the dot. 
So I guys, I genuinely think this is going to come down to the very last week of, of the season um, to decide who gets the cheesecake. It, it, it's, I do too. It's tight. It's tight. It is tight. And on the other side, we have Darren Waller uh, still sitting at 39.5 fantasy <laughs> yes. points because he has not touched the field since week five. Cole Komet has ascended since the last episode. He now has almost 100 points, 95.5, and is officially officially a better tight end this year than Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. Just like I predicted. He's tight end 12, so he is a tight end number one right now. So wow. I told you. <laughs> Who knew how smart I was? Why didn't I just hold on to him? I mean... Um, actually, it was, <laughs> it was really just two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> You would have been burning a hole in your bench for 10-plus weeks just to get... Uh, he has 47 of his 95 points in two weeks, so that's yeah. more than half. So yeah, That's the cheesecake bet update. Well, I'm very happy about Cole Komet. I'm excited that, at minimum, I may have given up a seventh-round pick, but I will get a cheesecake because there's no way Darren Waller is going to catch him. Very excited about that. Um, quickly through the awards that we missed, uh, the men of the weeks uh, over the last five weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nectar sleep mattresses, Pepe's picks, How Starkly on the line, the and Eco Terrorists on the line, and Coitus Martin on the line. So where there we go, boys. Let's go. Get familiar. Get familiar. Uh Deadass Last was I just I just spilled Molson on my crotch. Uh-oh, the, the faucet's leaking. <laughs> the faucet is leaking. Gross. Uh, time to come out of Time to uh, enable discovery oh, mode. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Um, Good. That's, I love to put a nail at the end. Like I have this last word complex. We're working on it, but kind of not. I like it. I'm down for it. Uh, Deadass last. Washington Charmanders. Gotham City Rogues, Gotham City Rogues, Washington Charmanders, <laughs> Washington Charmanders. So uh, wouldn't you be surprised to hear one of those teams is going to be in the playoffs? Because that's just ridiculous in my mind. More diversity than a News Corp business meeting. Or I've seen more diversity at a News Corp go. business meeting. God <laughs> damn it. Why did, I told myself don't smoke before the podcast. I take two hits a week. Oh, no. Now oh, you're, not, no. You're, you're not sticking any of your landings, buddy. I'll get it. I'll get it back. I'll snap. I'll, I'll take a lap. Get it back. Yeah, take that lap. I did break the power rankings down into a uh, section. So if we don't want to go team by team, we could just talk about the sections. Are they ticklish? Are they jigglish? Can they be tricked? Can they be chucked? Which ones will move? Which ones will talk? But more important, which ones can dance? Oh, will be. Um, the first section at the bottom are the Carolyn combatants. These four teams are going to be battling for the Carolyn. I believe all have been eliminated. I, technically, Pepe's picks could still make it, but a lot, 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 lot would have to break in his direction to get there. But it's still possible if Kevin, yeah, if he wins out and Dustin and Kevin lose out, there is potential for him to make the playoffs. There you um, go. 
but both would have to do it. Um, so that is possible. Of these four teams, uh, so Pepe's picks I have at nine, Gronk Smash at 10, the Roaring Anus at 11, and Washington Charmanders at 12. Which one do you feel like is most likely uh, to get last? I feel like it has to be the Washington Charmanders after three of five weeks um, being dead ass last. Logically, you know, I agree with you. And I think it is going to be Sean as much as he's been a wonderful trade partner this year. However, a wild card. And again, there's no ill will or slight meant whatsoever, but it has just been a down year for Joel. And I feel like the fantasy gods have a path charted. And the fact that his team is even in this discussion, trust me, I've been here four years in a row. You know, just keep an eye on it because I think, again, someone who's lived it and experienced it. The fantasy the gods, off. when they're angry, yes. Normally, I would agree, I Brian, because I do feel like the worst team usually does not actually get the Carolyn. I feel like they usually luck out at some point and escape, and it's some other team uh, that kind of slipped into the Carolyn that ends up in last place. However, I'm looking at Sean's lineup for this week, and I got to say, it's one of the worst most abysmal looking lineups I've ever seen besides Ramondre Stevenson. I, I can't name another player I'd want starting in my lineup <laughs> to be honest. Well, so I think the, the wrinkle here is it does Cooper cup come back. No, because, because the Rams are too, they're so bad. They're already, yeah, yeah. They're going to cash out and, and just hold him for next year and make sure he doesn't get even more hurt. Guess who stashed Van Jefferson. I mean, why would you? Why would you want anything with that offense, anyways? I don't even know their quarterback. Who's their quarterback? Bruce Rippin. As an Allen Robinson owner, I agree, Brandon. It's like Bryce Perkins, who wears like yeah, two gloves on each hand. I think is what I saw. Teddy two gloves. Oh, no. Bryce two gloves doesn't have the same ring to it. I will say of this group, I feel like the Gronk Smash team is just like coming on too late. I feel like. He started to turn it around. He's made some good trades. Christian Watson is now apparently like a top-end wide receiver. Uh, I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to continue to be the lead there. And James Conner. DJ Moore looks good. Hollywood Brown, even though Brian's against him. And he has two seventh-rounders next year. So he'll have three picks in the seventh round. So he's set himself up nicely and not even close to being, I think, the worst team here. Well, here's my hot take. My hot take is I think he started, quote-unquote, tanking far too soon because your division was a dumpster fire for Sucks. most of the year. Yeah. Again. I was t- even telling Jeff, I was like, dude, like with Chase coming back, you're not out of it yet technically, like a couple weeks ago. Now he probably is. But like if Dan didn't, is dish, out. If Dan didn't dish out CeeDee Lamb immediately after getting him, it's like, we're having a different conversation because Connor looks great. Lamb's great. Like you said, Marquise is back. Watson Zay Jones. Yeah, yeah, Watson's turned out. I, I just think I think he cashed out a little too soon. I think he should have still been pushing. But he's always next year. Yeah. There's always next year. And he set himself up. Three seventh rounders is that's gonna be a lot of quality that he gets to choose from next year, I think. A lot of darts, I mean. Maybe not quality, darts. Yeah. Um the last question I have on this group, unless there are final points from either of you, which I'm sure Brian will have to end the segment, but um the sun god for a fourth. Would you do that as a keeper? For, yes. For yes, I would. Who the fuck's the sun god? What? Where have you I'm been? I'm on Ra St. Brown. 
The, oh, that's his nickname? Amon Ra is the Egyptian god of the sun. Oh wow! Hey, learn something every day. No, I just I'm I'm I always sell. So I sell. you've been saying that constantly on this podcast. You just not know who we're talking about. Yeah, you no, just outed no. yourself as a non-listener. I think. Yeah. No, I outed myself as someone who likes to. If I can play along with the joke and don't feel like admitting that I don't know the joke, then I'm gonna tap dance my ass off. There. Okay. So um, would you do it then, Brian? You didn't answer the question. Oh yeah, no. I'm, I I buy high on all the St. Browns. <laughs> Even Equinemius? Yes. What about the dad? If he's cool. <laughs> he does not sound cool. He sounds very intense. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they grew up in the gym. Um, yeah, I kind of I I like the point, Brian, that uh, Pepe's pick might be a sneaky last place um, combatant. Just I do I do feel like all year I was expecting that team to be really good, and then it just never happened, and it never happened, and it never happened, and now it's going to be the end of the year and who knows maybe st brown gets hurt again yeah his his team is very unexciting and i feel like i've been saying that since week one i'm just it's just not yeah. not an exciting team well mixon's gonna be back so who knows um all right so those four for sure um unless things break incredibly for pepe's picks are going to be bat- battling for the carolyn i have six of us as Jamie Lynn hopefuls. I'm happy to, I feel like all six should be in here of these six teams. So Coitus Martin, Oriole clan forever, Gotham city rogues, D's nuts, house starkly and the end eco terrorists, which team do you feel like is the worst of those teams? Not necessarily who's not going to make the playoffs, but who's the worst team of that group. I, um, to give you guys a chance to look through it, think it's Gotham City Rogues. I think that team is the luckiest team I've ever seen. I don't understand how they win every week. I still don't understand how he put up 100 and whatever, 35 points last week. It's all coming down to Justin Herbert. Herbert, all he has to do is win one of his final two games and he's in. But he has so few points scored that if he loses out, he could miss the playoffs. Yeah. It's interesting. I think I think I agree. I think Nick's team is the weakest in terms of pure talent. Um, I think mine is in the running, <laughs> but I also I thought I thought Kevin's team before this week was one of the best, and now I feel like I I might have overestimated him. Um, Damian Pierce has been god awful, and I don't think that's gonna get 8. better. Eight point mean, three points the last two weeks combined. Yeah. So, and we've seen that if the Dolphins go up early enough against a shitty team they're pulling to ASAP that's not going to help them much uh McCaffrey honestly doesn't look that great um even though Elijah Mitchell's hurt I feel like Kyle Shanahan is never going to commit to him the way the Panthers did Devontae Adams a little bit inconsistent Mark Mark Andrews kind of the same deal and the Ravens look terrible I mean I think he's got a great floor but I think he could pull a week like this at any given time and just get fall off completely so I would say, uh, yeah, Nick, Kevin, and my team are probably, I would say, the bottom tier of this group. Do you think you're going to make the playoffs? I sure as hell hope so. I didn't. I would say absolutely not before last night. Uh, but now that I've got a win under my belt, um, really, Rochi, like I said, I just need you to beat him this week, and I think it's it's as good as gold. So can't wink. Come on, buddy. I tried to wink for those who will never see the video. <laughs> <laughs> Jose could lose out and not clinch the division. 
for all intents and purposes, I think he's clinched. He's probably going to rock my world this week. So I would agree with that. I I, I do want to talk about my team. I'm I'm so sad that uh yeah just I lost. I'll be quick. It's your team that I, scares me the most. Like I would. <laughs> oh, you're going to say that was the worst. No, okay. no, well, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like it, in terms of like if I were you getting in the playoffs. So yes, oh, that was a nice oh, way yeah. of saying okay. it. Wow, what a yeah. Yeah. No. It just it's hey, it's hard luck season, and I mean like. Gotham City Rogues like has, I think I it's one in one a as the as the bottom of the barrel of that um, that grouping in my mind. What scares me, and I think that's why it's number four, is Wario Clan Forever. Just that team could pop at any moment. The pop potential on that team is is off the fucking nuclear radiation scales. So. It's, my team's also pretty volatile too, but I'm I'm under the Kansas City safety blanket. So um, even with flex considerations, I, I just I'm concerned about my flex um, as well. Yeah, it's not good. Gibson, I'm buying in on. I'm he's a PPR back. Why he's a PPR back for a checkdown quarterback? Um, he feels safe to me. If he can at least give me ten points each week, I can I can make that work. How about Amari Cooper, Virgie? He's been phenomenal. I know. I I think my last loss, I sat Amari Cooper thinking it would be a good matchup play, and that was the last time I'll ever do that. Brought, brought in 24 points, and, you know, I had a feeling at the beginning of the year as I boasted on um, Friday night. <laughs> last Friday night. Well, last Friday night last from when we were recording. Um, <laughs> that I, I could see this coming with Amari Cooper because he really – was, you know, there is no wide receiver two or, you know, even a wide receiver three. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a 3.5 in my mind. So no, that's not true. He is. He's been great on my bench. Thank you very much. Yeah, but that being said, I think there's – he's he's not in that same tier. I think they – it, but I like it because it keeps feeding the ball towards Amari Cooper. So – and also, it's amazing, too, the points they put up with their running backs as well. So – and the quarterback situation. So looking at your Chiefs, it looks like Kelsey does not have any red matchups the rest of the year. He has three green and two yellow. Mahomes, ooh, three straight red matchups, Cincinnati, Denver, and Houston, because Houston will be losing by so much that (laughs) he'll go out. You'll be lucky he plays a half. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think it all depends on the, the Chiefs. They've been great lately. Um Looking at the QB list, Mahomes' worst finish was last week at QB 12. Um, Otherwise, he has been top five QB for four straight weeks. So, I mean, I I just don't know about your flex, man. Like, what are you going to do? I have options. That's, That's the thing. Like, none of them are good. Yeah, but you pick the white. You pick the right one. Tell on me. The, you pick the right one on the right week. That's that's the one thing I gotta refine. I gotta do a little more research. It's gonna take a little more commitment for me. James Robinson was a healthy scratch. Tyler Boyd's gonna lose targets because Jamar Chase is back. Michael Carter is getting outgained by an undrafted rookie. Robert Woods hasn't done anything all year. Valdez Scantling's hit or miss. Van Jefferson, as we just talked about, has a quarterback that we don't know. Yeah, but he's the only option. It is. He's the only option. Um, Brian Skoranek. Between that and Skoranek's <laughs> Septon, I almost said Septon Feller. Uh, Scrotum? 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no, it's 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 a huge question, but my team has basically been a question mark the whole year. That's it's, it's and here you are. It's the analogy that I made. It's how it's again. I know it's a. It makes no sense to only the few people who listen to who understand you know college hockey the level that like myself and Nick Kane do. But it really is the UMass Lowell uh, blueprint. Don't worry about the superstars. Don't worry about the rookies. Just get yourself a bunch of bees. What are you going to do when Josh Jacobs is hurt? Um, what we will do is, like, I'll find the Foster Moreau. <laughs> That's a very different <laughs> output. Hey, Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator. I saw him help Bill Belichick. I saw him and Bill Belichick turn Matt Castle into an 11-5 and starting quarterback who only missed the playoffs because of straight-up bullshit. And then Castle got his ass paid. So, so true. I'd like I mean, to get paid to anyone listening. I put you as three uh, for a reason. I mean, I, I, so the rankings that I had here were more just likelihood of making the playoffs. I, I think Coitus, as long as you don't, if you go one and one in these final two, I think you're gonna, you'll, you'll be in. So you're gonna be safe. Wario Clan Forever has the fourth most points score, so it doesn't matter to me that he's five and seven. He easily beats me in a tiebreaker. He's up by a hundred points, and he has an outside shot of catching Nick Kane if Kane loses out. The only thing that I'm happy for is, like you, Dustin, Mike has to play Nick and Tim. So he plays Tim this week, Nick next week. So either way, one of them is going to lose. So if both of them lose, if Jeff can win this week and if Tim can win this week, I'm right back in it. I am a little worried about A.J. Brown. I feel like he's kind of fallen off, hasn't done as much. Did you see his eye? No. His eye in his postgame interview was like super bloodshot. He like popped a blood vessel in his eye because he was throwing up so much. Oh, I Ooh. saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, it was, it was gnarly. So as long as he's he gets over whatever disease that God set on him, I think he'll be okay. He's awesome. Yeah, I hope so. I just the last three weeks he's been wide receiver ninety three, wide receiver forty six, and wide receiver thirty thirty two. So it's not. I need him to come back around, and I need Tony Pollard to – I mean, I feel like he's taking over for Zeke, but it needs to be evident, um, and he needs to get break a big gain. I feel like him and Swift are similar style backs, and I need that to to hit. Otherwise, I'll feel stupid for a traded trading Pacheco. I mean, Pollard looks like a top 10, maybe top 5 running back in the NFL, so I, don't, I wouldn't feel bad about yeah. that for a second. Also, I think your receivers are my favorite receiver trio in the league. I just – I think all of them I mean I love Waddle and Higgins, but I Brown really worries me. He's been not good the last three weeks. He's still on the Eagles and they're gonna put up numbers. That's true. And Montgomery, um, two weeks without stupid Khalil Herbert has been I miss him. Running back six and running back I guess twenty one. That's not as good, but that's still top two wide running back two. I'm I'm still hopeful. I, I do. If Tim had made those trades earlier, I might not have traded for Pollard. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, that wraps up the Jamie Lynn hopefuls. Uh, I guess before we move on, who doesn't make the playoffs? Uh, well, I'm going to say Kevin <laughs> and hope that I can eke out oh, at least one win in the next two weeks and pass Kevin. And then in your division, um that's a little trickier. I mean, it sounds like, Brandon, you've got a kind of a bit of a tricky road ahead of you. I might have to pick you. Even though I think your team is better than Nick's, he's, his luck 
just keeps carrying him forward and he's in a better position to succeed. So I'm going to say you and Kevin. I agree. Rochi, are you awake? Um, no, I am. I was just looking. I am. I say it is going to be the two gentlemen on the screen with me. Dustin and Brandon <laughs> will not be making the playoffs. Fair. I think it's going to be Mike and um, Dustin who don't make the playoffs. I think it's similar to Brochi's concept where sometimes you're just snake big. He's fourth most points scored and he's five and seven. Like sometimes the cookie just doesn't crumble. And if he loses to Tim or Nick and I win out against the two weakest teams, I'm in. Well, certainly this is set up for some TNT like drama, the engagement rates through our app and mobile platform will be high. And I, for <laughs> one, look forward to explaining to my friends and loved ones the ROI of participating in this league. I wow. Like <laughs> um, I hope the ROI is high and not non-existent. Oh, it's high. Good. <laughs> I, that leaves us with the two championship contenders, the Edmonton Windmills and the Nectar Sleep Mattresses. Two quick points for me, and then I'll let both of you talk. Going from jo- Justin Jefferson to to Walker as a keeper. I just insane luck that he uh, once again has a keeper locked up. I, I personally think Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football right now. That catch against the Patriots was absolutely insane. The catch against Buffalo was incredible. Like he's just insane for Tim. I am a little worried about his depth. Uh, Etienne is hurt. What is he going to do? There's he has two defenses on his bench and no real backup running back. Um, so if, anyone gets hurt down the stretch it's a little scary um but i do just want to commend him for going all in like i commended brian roach i appreciate people who go all in to win a championship i think it's what we need although it'll be a little disheartening if the washington charmanders get last so those are my points for both of them how do you feel about our two championship contenders i just like jose's roster better i share the depth concerns about uh about Tim's team. Jose is a clinical tactician. One of the sharpest <laughs> minds I've ever come across. Um, Easy. Oh my God, Jose, please cut that and put it into a, your resume or your work <laughs> package. Nah, he, uh, he, he's got that, he, he's got that vibe that he's got it all together. And I think he's finally brought that to, uh, well, I shouldn't say finally, he's brought it once again, uh, to fantasy football. His team is auto-drafted. I know. That's how bad we are at this. We gave him <laughs> everything he has. Except Kevin Walker, because he did pick him up. Or what, Ken, what's his name? Kendall Walker? No, he drafted him. He did? Yeah, he drafted him in the eighth. So he can keep him for a seventh. I'm ha- I'm happy for him because the year the year prior we got absolutely afternoon shit tanked and both drafted in Portland. So, um, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, um, that's like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that was a terrible endpoint. I thought you were gonna exclamate. <laughs> yeah, you started with clinical tactician and just kind of fizzled out at the end. <laughs> no, no, it's a no. Yeah. I think just it's it was more of just a comment about how he's done a nice job to manage his assets. That's Love fair. a good asset management. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about Tim's lack of depth, and when you're carrying three defenses on your roster, that's definitely going to hurt your depth a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I hear what you're saying. that Three three defenses and three tight ends. Um, 
to maybe maybe you should have swapped a couple of those for maybe a running back and receiver, but what are you going to do? It does say that ETN's injury appears minor, so that's good. Hopefully he'll start and it won't be a too big of an issue. But with Josh Allen's uh, little lingering injury, that could be a problem because his team completely hinges on him and Diggs' uh, connection. Diggs has been mad recently, so I don't know what that's about. He's been mad or You've bad? He's been, yeah, he's mad. He's been yelling on the sidelines at the coaches the last two games. Very interesting. He was only in uh, 78 and 66% of snaps the last two weeks, so that might have something to do with it. Yeah. He's getting he's not playing enough. And then you look at Jose's team and yeah, it's just a powerhouse. I don't this might be one of the best teams top to bottom rosters I've I've ever seen in our league. We might have to revisit this versus the uh Golden State Warriors and Tiny Hands Tall Towers or whatever those two are. Yeah. Tiny Hands Tall Towers. <laughs> I might have to compare this to the That was such a fun um pandemic related podcasting time yeah i mean when you have jefferson and, and tyreek hill on your team as your two receivers what are we even doing like what's the point that's know. kind of that was kind of the impetus for me to sell my team at the end of the day it's like i'm not gonna beat jose's team why even try so yeah he's lost twice he's lost three times so it's possible yeah he lost to brian brian beat him well that, hey that's telling you have to do it again if you want that championship, Rochi. I, I plan on it. Yeah, looking at his point totals, week 12, 155, week 11, 94, week 10, 144, week 9, 148, week 8, 168, week 7, 160, week 6, 131, week 5, 134. It's just, you're going to have to put up 150 to beat him. Yeah. I hope he only gets 140. Yeah. Trading away a seventh might have been bad. <laughs> Try trading away a second. That worked out, though. It worked out. I just wasn't going to let that comment slide. Yeah. <laughs> You're here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's, at this point, the Nectar Sleeve. I mean, maybe it was because he he uh, went all in on the, the theme. Forbidden Nectar, the Nectar Sleep mattresses. He's sleeping on the Nectar. So. Don't, hey, don't sleep on the Nectar Sleep mattresses. That's right. That's right. D- well done. About that one. Well done. I love that level of cheese. Just cheese wizard everywhere i almost said wizard on me and i realized like whoa <laughs> that's I not the right way to deliver that tighten that spigot Roji. that spigot is loosening tighten that spigot <laughs> loosening um but yeah so i mean i think it's set up to be an exciting finish i uh, i do believe the edmonton windmills and nectar sleep mattresses are gonna have buys um it looks like right now if the playoffs ended today, it would be Coitus Martin versus Wario Clan Forever, and then Gotham City Rogues versus House Starkly, which could set up nicely. Whoever plays Gotham Gotham City Rogues, I think that's a good. I, I wanted. There's one last thing uh, I forgot to mention when we were talking about the Carolyn combatants, uh, but I wanted to bring up the parallels between the Washington Charmanders and the Los Angeles Rams. Like, can we just talk about? Oh, please. How they cashed in all their future draft capital to go all in, win a championship, came back, uh, severely underperformed the next year. In fact, is one of the worst teams. And to top it all off, lost Cooper Cup, and that was pretty much the nail in their season's coffin. So good job, Sean, in replicating that awful team. Can you put in the audio of the Rams at last year's Super Bowl parade saying, fuck those picks? <laughs> 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 yeah, I just, if I can find it, that'll absolutely be our closing. 
So in honor of the shark, F them picks. We'll use them to go win more Super Bowls. I love it. Fantastic. I think that's a good place to to wrap things up. Um, Fuck those picks. Go for championships. Go all in. Scotty boy, take us home. Cheap beer, boys. See you on Sunday.